Well, good morning. Come on, who's excited to be here this morning? Make a little bit of noise, yeah. Man, if you're really excited, look at the person sitting beside you and say, man, I'm glad you are here today. Tell them, say, I'm glad you are here today. Look back at them and say, then what are you going to give me for Christmas? Come on, I'm trying to help you get a gift, man. We got a couple more, few more days left for that. We want to welcome you if it's your first time or first time in a long time. Thank you so much for joining us. We also want to welcome our Grayson campus. Come on, can we get up for our Grayson campus? We love you guys. I'm telling you. God is doing something amazing in that region. We also want to take a moment and welcome everybody who's watching online and across the world. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. Well, Christmas is in the air. How many of you love Christmas? Come on, you just love Christmas. I love Christmas, right? Christmas is in the air. And yesterday, uh, we, we were able to take my family. We went ice skating. You know, they've never been ice skating before, so that was a, an adventure, and that was very fun. And so we went ice skating, and, and then we went and we went to saw the Christmas lights at the Kentucky Horse Park. Has anybody been to the that before beautiful there that was awesome and then we topped it off with some white chocolate mochas I'm preaching now right am I preaching you know what I'm saying like that'll work and so very feel like Christmas is in the air we, we picked the wrong time to go to the mall though uh, you don't do that on a Saturday uh, right the second before Christmas so it was crazy it was packed but hey we had a great time with our family and then this morning we jump up and my wife my, my daughter she runs and she says she's four she's like daddy 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 I was like yes sir. she goes 10 more days to Christmas like she is counting down down, uh, and she is ready for it. So Christmas is definitely in the air. It's definitely everywhere and in our family right now. But just because Christmas is everywhere doesn't mean that you'll catch it. In fact, last week we even talked about how not to miss Christmas this year. And so many people will miss Christmas because they're busy or because they're very familiar with the Christmas story. We even talked about in the first week, like, where does this true Christmas cheer come from? And when I say Christmas cheer, I really mean joy. Like, where does this joy, this true Christmas joy comes from? Because you could, I said this last week, you could turn the lights on, all the Christmas lights on, and still be in the dark right here inside you and in your heart. So where does this true Christmas cheer come from? And so today I want to talk to you just for the few minutes of like, how do we spread this Christmas cheer, right? So I know by now you've been watching some movies and, and Grinch and Elf and everything's been on, but just to make sure like the best way to spread Christmas cheer is to what? Come on. See, y'all been watching the last couple of weeks here, right? right? The first, first, first Sunday I mentioned that, you're like, no, I, don't, I don't know. What is it? What is it? Right? You had to Google it. But now you know, right? Because you've been watching it, right? So how do we spread Christmas cheer? Because everyone around us needs to experience true joy. I hope you would agree with that. And so how do we spread this Christmas cheer? And that's what we're going to focus on for the next few moments. So if you have your Bibles, go with me to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, let's go back to the Christmas story. Let's look what's taking place because this is our theme passage for this series. We've been going through this every single week and breaking it down, look at every single week of the series and looking at how, the, how do we have true Christmas spirit, uh, spirit cheer, how do, we, how do we share this Christmas cheer, and, and how, how do we don't miss this Christmas cheer and the joy that God has for us. So let's look at Luke chapter 2. Here's our theme passage, verse 8. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding the flocks of sheep. Now remember we said this last week, the shepherds are the lowest of the lowest class. If you want to say lowest class, there's no lower in the first century than shepherds. They're the lowest of the lowest class. But however, God goes to the lowliest to announce the birth of his son. So verse 9, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified, and so would you be. You would be terrified. And here it is. Here's our theme verse, verse 10. But the angel reassured them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news. Okay, what's the good news? That will bring great joy 
to all. Everybody say all. All people. Even the ones you're going to be celebrating Christmases, even the ones you're going to be traveling with, even the ones you're going to be with. It says great joy to all people. Why? Verse 11, the Savior, the Messiah, the one that we've been waiting for, the Christ, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And so if you read and you study your Bible, one of the questions that I would want to ask is why did the angel have to come and deliver good news? Why did the angel appear to say there's great joy that's coming? To, to have good news must have been, there might have been some bad news somewhere, right? I mean, that's how my mind works. If you've got to bring me good news, then right, you want the good news, you want the bad news. Well, give me the bad news first and then the good news, right? So, so what is the good news and, and where did this come from? And why did the angel have to, in the first place, come and to announce that there is good news and that the Christ is to be born? Well, we know this, that Christmas is all about good news, right? Can I get an amen? It's all about good news. And do you know what the first words of the Christmas story is? Do you know what the first words of the Christmas story? It's not, behold, a child has been born. That's not the first word. The first words is not, look, there's a, a virgin who will give birth. That's, that's not the first words. Does anybody know what the first words of the Christmas story is? If you want to know what the first words of the Christmas story is, you got to go right back to Genesis chapter 1, and it says in verse 1, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Folks, this whole book is about the Christmas story. Every page, every chapter, every book in this Bible points to Jesus. It's all about Jesus. This is the Christmas story. But I want to, I want to walk you through real quick so you can see why the angel had to come and bring good news in the first place, and why Jesus was to be born in the first place. So you got to go all the way back to the beginning. You go all the way back to Genesis chapter 1 and 2. We know the story, right? You don't have to flip there real quick. You know the story. You know, God created everything, and everything was good except one thing, and that was a man was alone, and so he created him a woman, and, and, and now here's Adam and Eve, and they have all this freedom, and everything's great, and God says, you can do what you want, but this one thing, and we know what happens. They disobey God. And because they disobey God, here's the theological answer to all of our problems. Everyone asks, why? Why does this happen? Why do bad things happen to good people? Why do bad things happen to bad people? I mean, we could go on and on. And why did this have to happen? And the, the theological answer is because sin is entering into the world. And because sin has entered into the world, there will be death, there will be cancers, there will be hearts that will be broken, there will be wickedness, there will be evil, and all of the above. Honestly, the theological answer to why do bad things happen is because in the very moment here, sin entered into the world, and because sin has entered, it has corrupted everything. Well, you know the story, right? Adam and Eve, they sinned against God, so they hid themselves because they, had, they were naked, and, and, and they, they, they clothed themselves because they didn't want God to, to see them, and God comes and says, okay, there's consequences to your sin. Like, even though you just acted the worst that you could actively act by disobeying me, there are consequences to your sin. But, all the way back in Genesis chapter 3, when God is saying, here's the consequences to sin, he already had a plan. We see this in Genesis 3 verse 15. It says, and I will put hostility, basically is what he's saying, between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He's talking to the enemy, and this is what he says, and he will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. 
This is the first place in the Bible, all the way back in Genesis chapter 3, where God tells us his redemption plan. He says, Satan, listen, you will strike his heel, but he will crush your head, which is a death blow, and destroy you on the cross. And that's what happened. The enemy thought he had Jesus, striked him, killed him. And what happened three days later? Jesus got up out of the grave and destroyed the power of Satan. Do you know that, right? That's what happened. We see all the way back in Genesis 3 where God says, I know you were at your worst. And this should be encouraging to us. Even at my worst, God is still working for my best. Is that not good? Even when, I, even when Adam and Eve were at the worst and they disobeyed God, God was already working out the best for his glory and for you. Folks, that is the Christmas story. And then we keep going on and we know what happened. There's a flood and all this stuff come. And then we get to this guy named Abraham. And some of you remember in Sunday school, you sung the song about Father Abraham had many sons and many sons with Father Abraham. You remember that song? And so this is the God that God says, you know what? Here's what's going to happen. You know, back here in Genesis 3, I promise there's going to come a descendant. And this guy is going to come. He's going to destroy the power of evil and Satan. I'm going to pick you. Not because you're good. Not because, you know, anything special. It's because I'm sovereign and I'm God and I can do what I choose to do. And I'm going to choose you, Abraham, to be the one that through your seed, through your descendants, going to bless the world. And through you, the Messiah will come. We see this in Genesis 22, verse 17. It says, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand of the seashore. Last Sunday, folks, my family and I, we, we went over to the Space Center here at MSU, and, and we sat there, and we went through the Christmas light story in the Star of Bethlehem, and that was such amazing. Uh, if you ever have an opportunity to go and watch it, I just want to encourage you. I don't really endorse a lot of things from stage a lot of time, but I just say except for hibachi. But anyway, uh, I just want to encourage you that you need to go and watch it. It's very fascinating. It's so good. It's a great story. But then we lay back, and we look at the stars, and we talk about He teaches us how we can tell time without a watch, and, and when the sun moves here, and this is the solace, and this is what happens and this is why we have seasons and all this stuff like you feel like crocodile dundee when you live there right i mean you can tell time no matter where you go some of you you don't get that some of you you do and and it's so fascinating and then you look at all these he says there's a billions of this and there's billions of this and this is a galaxy but there's billions of this galaxies and god's like whoa as numerous as the stars your descendants will be and watch this through your offspring all nations everybody say all 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 people groups of the earth will be blessed. Folks, this is the Christmas story. But you know the story, right? Abraham and Sarah, they're, I mean, they're very old and they're way past childbearing age. There's no way that she could even conceive. And God says, you're going to have a, a son. And of course, you know, she laughs about it. And God comes through and says, I'm going to have the final laugh. And 25 years later, Isaac's born. 25 years later, which means this, listen, listen, while we're waiting, God is still working. And some of you right now, you're waiting and you're thinking, God, where are you? You're waiting. But I'm here to tell you, while you're waiting, God is still working. Folks, this is the Christmas story. And then there's Abraham, and then there's Isaac, and then there's Jacob. And God changes Jacob's name to Israel. And Jacob has 12 sons. And that's where we get to 12 tribes of Israel. And God uses this family to save Egypt because the famine's coming. You remember the coat of many color, Joseph? That's one of the sons of, of, of Israel here. And he goes and he saves Egypt. And Egypt blesses the family of Israel. But because God says, I'm 
going to multiply you in such a great nation. That's what they did. They were like rabbits, and they multiply, and they took all over Egypt, and finally a mean, wicked a pharaoh comes in and says, his heart was changed. He says, they're going to overthrow us. We better enslave them. And then for 400 years, the family that God promised the seed of Jesus, the Christ to come through, is now in bondage for four, over 400 years. Where's this promise at? God, I thought it would be good by now. And now they're enslaved to the Egyptians. And then Exodus 6, 6, we see it says, I am the Lord and I will free you from your oppression and I will rescue you from your slavery in Egypt and I will redeem you with my powerful arm and great acts of judgment. Folks, listen, this is the Christmas story. This is a picture of how we have now been free from our sin, that we have been enslaved to unrighteousness, but God has sent his son to free us, to save us from our Egypt, if I can put it that way, which our sinful nature, which means this even though we can't see God working he is working and God will never give up on you is that not so good that folks is the Christmas story and then we know what happens God delivers them from the, the Egyptians right you you saw the movie the mummy and the ten, pl ten plagues and all that stuff and delivers them and 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 all this stuff and in this moment they begin to bring sacrifices to the Lord to say, thank him there's all kinds of different sacrifices that took place and we see in Leviticus 22 verse 21 it says when anyone brings from the herd or a flock of fellowship offering to the Lord to a special vow or as a free will offering, you're just giving an offering to the Lord, it must be without defect or blemish to be acceptable. Folks, this is the Christmas story. This is a picture that when Jesus come, that he was sinless and he was perfect, that there would be a day where God would give his one and only son who would be the final last sacrifice for all of our sins. Now, we don't sacrifice animals anymore. If you do, you, you need help. I mean, really, we want to pray for you, okay? I mean, we're not on that system anymore whatsoever. God is not asking us to do that. God asks us now to sacrifice our heart. We sacrifice things for the Lord. And when God asks us to sacrifice, he is looking to do something greater in your life. If God ever asks you to give something, it's because he wants to do something great in your life. Folks, this is the Christmas story. And I know what some of you are thinking right now. Are we going to go through every story in the Old Testament to get to Christmas? No, I won't go through all of them, but I will skip now to King David. You remember King David? Remember David and Goliath? I know you know that story, right? And David is great and he's a great warrior and all this stuff. And now he becomes king. And then King David, if you know the story, right? Premeditated murder, adultery with Bathsheba. Took him one year before he was broken over his sin to finally to repent of his sin. Now this is the guy that was after God's heart. This is, this is the one where the Messiah who's born in the city of David. I mean, this is the wicked one, right? The David is great, but then he fell. But then he comes back like this is the one. And here's what it says in 2 Samuel. Your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me. Your throne will be established forever. He's talking about the one to come, the descendant, the Christ who will be born in Bethlehem in the city of David. Folks, listen to me. God's plan is bigger than your sins. Some of you right now, you think, well, God can't use me. You don't know what I've done, tried. You don't know where I've come from. My whole, what the God's plans for my life now must be changed because I went through that divorce, because I had that addiction, because I looked at that, because I said, because now I've changed this. And you think because you blew it, God's finished. Listen, God's plan is way bigger than your sin. And I promise you, he's not going to let your sin stop his plan. 
Nothing is going to stop God's plan. God will carry it out. And we see the promise right in Genesis 3. I'm going to send the one. He's going to come through Abraham. Egypt, you can't stop it. The devil can't stop it. Even your sin, David, is not going to stop it. And then we get to the prophets, and they say hope is coming, peace is coming, joy is coming. In fact, Isaiah says in chapter 7, the Lord himself will give you a sign. What's the sign when the one back in Genesis is promised to come? Where is the sign? He will conceive. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and he will call him Emmanuel. You know what Emmanuel means? God with us. You know who's with us right now? Jesus. He's with us. Here is the sign. He will be born in Bethlehem. He comes from the, the old of ancient of times, which is a beautiful picture that this is God in the flesh. And he will come, and he says in John 10, right? I will come, and I will come for you to give you a full life, an abundant life, a better life than you ever dreamed of. Folks, this is the Christmas story. This is all the way through the Christmas story is all about Jesus. Now, that was all introduction. Now, go back to Luke chapter 2, verse 10. I want you to listen to this. He says, I bring you good news that will bring great joy. Why? Now you get this. Sin entered into the world. Bad news. Bad news bears. Big time bad news bears. Because all those who now have sinned, there's no hope. There's no way for us to get to God. You can't earn it. You can't pay for it. You can't be good enough. You can't read your Bible enough. You can't come to church enough. There's nothing you can do now to make you right with God. That's bad news. Because now we're separated from him. So now the angel comes and says, I bring you good news that I'm about to send my son that Jesus has been born. The final sacrifice and whoever puts their faith and trust in them, here's the good news. You now bypass all the consequences of your sin, which is hell, and you get to spend eternity in heaven. That is not only good news, that's shouting news. So now you see, so don't, when you read the Christmas story, don't just read one verse. Understand what the context and the power behind the story, that this is good news. What's the good news? Verse 11, the Savior, the one back when God told Adam and Eve, will come. The Messiah, the Lord, has been born today. Where You know that one guy that blew it really bad, David, in his town. In his city, because your sin will not stop God's plan in the city of David. Folks, this is good news that will cause great joy. Who's, who's thankful this morning for this good news? Is anybody thankful for this good news? You see, this is the Christmas story. So now, knowing that, because that, that's the context, right? That's the back. Knowing that, how do I share it? Like, how do I spread this Christmas joy? How do I spread, like, this, this Christmas cheer? How do I talk? How do I spread Jesus? How do I keep proclaiming that this is the good news 2,000 years later? You see how relevant the Bible is? It's not just some old historic book. The Bible is living and active, and it will change your life. Don't just skip over or miss it. So how do I do this? Well, I think we go back and look at the shepherds. Look here in Luke chapter 2, verse 15. The shepherds said to one another, so there's more than, more than one, 
let's go to Bethlehem, city of David, and let's see this thing that has happened, which too, the Lord told us about. So they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby was lying in the manger. And when they seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. Folks, listen, we've been saying this since day one. If you've been here for the last almost 12 years at Better Life Church, we've always talked about how do, we, how, do we, how do we share our story. We talk about that in Life Track. We walk you through how to share your story. Because all of you have a story. All of you have a testimony. Well, how do I share that with people? We, we've done that. But this is really, honestly, from day one, has been how we want to encourage to, to reach people in our community and, and, and around us. And the first one, as you saw right here, the Bible says they went to go and see. And folks, listen, we've said this from day one. Here's one of the greatest ways to encourage people to come to be part of what God is doing here at Better Life Church, but also to experience the freedom that comes in Christ. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's the number one time, the number one time where your family and your friends who you think are far from God or even close about giving their life, this is the time for you to go after them. This is a time where they need to hear the Christmas cheer, but not only hear, but see it in you and through you. And from day one, this has really been our strategy. Here's the first one. Ready? Come and see. Come and see. Hey, I'd like for you to come with me this, through our Christmas services. I, I mean, just, just come and see. Well, what do you, I, I don't know everything. Just, just come and see. Yeah, but what happened? Did Ab Abraham, you know, and just, just come and see. Did Adam really have a belly button? I don't know. Just, just come and, and see, right? This is when they're going to bring all their questions to you. And here's what, I don't know. Just come and see. Come and see what the Lord is doing. Come and see his great work. Come and see how he is changing people's lives. Just come and see. you got to just come and see. That is what we've told people from day one because there are some, listen, I don't have all the answers. And you don't have all the answers. So when someone says and they put you in the corner and you don't know the answer, it's just, know what? Just come and see. Come and see what the Lord is doing. You remember this when Jesus came on the scene and he was going to pick out his disciples. And he found all of his disciples, and he finally goes over to Philip, and he finds Philip, and he talks to Philip, and he, and he finds him. And then what happens? Philip goes to Nathaniel, and he goes down to the, Nathaniel and says, Nathaniel, listen, the one to come, the one, Jesus the Nazarene, Nazareth. And you remember what Nathaniel said? Can anything good come from Nazareth? Like that's how bad that town was. Could anything come from Nazareth? And what does Philip say? He says these words, come and see. Come and see. John 1, verse 46. Come and see. Folks, listen, that's a great, great way to invite people. Just come and see. Come and see what the Lord is doing. Come with me. This is the time, listen to me, where your family and friends will come. To hear about the life-changing message of why this is good news. See, most people don't know, understand the good news because they don't see the bad news. Because they don't see themselves. The first thing you have to do is recognize, you know what, I've blown it. I have sinned. And because of that, guess what? I need a Savior. That's the Christmas story. Come and see. Just come and see. Here's the second thing that we tell people too. This is not, this is not on, on the screen or anything. Is go and tell. See, some people are not a go and tell kind of person, right? You go and tell, and you just go and tell, you just go and tell. You are that, hey, you know what, I, I don't know it all, just got to come and see. Just come and see, come and see. But some of you can be go and tell, but honestly, I want all of you to be go, go and tell. Go and tell. And you know what you need to be telling? How Jesus has changed your life. 
No one could deny your story. No one can deny how God fixed your marriage. No one can deny how God broke your addiction. No one can deny how God brought your kid home. No one can deny this. You need to go and tell your story. Share with them how God's radically changed your life. Like when you invite people to Bear Life Church, it's just, hey, you know what? We got this awesome, unbelievable kids ministry, and we do. Unbelievable. You should come check it out. The kids ministry is great. That, that's great. Hey, you should come. You know, man, we got some tr- Christmas trees and Christmas lights and, and the band's awesome and all this stuff. The worst team. You should come. Hey, you, you need to come and check. You know, the pastor, he's going to talk to you and he's, he's not going to like beat you up or anything. Just, you, should just, you should just come. You know how you're really going to get people and change them? You set them and down and say, hey, you know what? Me and my wife, we've been going to church and you know us. You know us. We've been struggling. And let me tell you what God did in my life. God has broken my heart and God has restored our marriage. You should come. You should come. We don't need a commercial break. We know that there's great kids ministry, great youth ministry. We, we get that. Tell them how God's changed you. Tell them your story. Tell them where you come from. Tell them how Jesus opened your eyes. And now that you see, you see, we, we see this. There's, there's a story it's actually found in Mark chapter 5. And there's a guy, he, he's got some issues going on with him, and, he, and he, he takes out people and all this stuff. And you should go read it. It's kind of crazy. It's not a really good uh, bedtime story to read your kids. I promise you that. Don't, don't read that one to them. You know, this is it's very like Lord of the Rings, you know, really bad. And, 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 and Luke, I mean, in Mark chapter 5, and you could go and read it. And, and the story, the guy's healed, and he wants to get in the boat, and he wants to go with Jesus. And Jesus looks at him. This is someone who wants to follow after Jesus, wants to walk with Jesus. And he looks at him and he says, no, but I want to follow you. I want to go with you. He says, no. And this is what he says to him. Go home and tell your family what the Lord has done. Listen, some of you need to hear this. Some of you this Christmas, you need to go home and you need to tell your family what the Lord has done in your life, what he's doing in your family's life. That's the Christmas story. Not that, hey, you should just come and see. Hey, we got a facility. Hey, this is great. No, go share your story. Paul even says this in Colossians. Make the most of all the chances to what? To share the good news. Folks, listen. You all are here because someone invited you and brought you. Do you know that? Every one of you are here because someone said something, shared a post, shared something, told you something, invited you to come, and you are here. So, pastor, then what are my next steps? Then what do you want me to do? Well, go get them. Go get them. Your family, man, your friend, you're going to reach people that I can never reach in your life. You go after them. You go and you pray for them, and then you go and get them. And listen, go and tell them how Jesus is changing your life. Tell him about the miracles he's performed in 2019 in your life. And I know he has. And if you haven't seen them, you need to stop and count them because they are there. Go and ask him to show you. Go and share your story and bring them to a place where God can radically change their life. Go share with them because really, honestly, when, you, when, when the Christmas story becomes your story, it's easy to share. When this little baby in the manger now raised up who dies on a cross is now you recognize as your Savior, that will change your life. So you go and get them and you go and tell them and you pray for them. Like for instance right now, here's what I want you to do. I want everyone real quick. I want you everyone real quick. Grab your phone. Take your phone out. Yes, you can take your phone out in church right now. Come on, Grace, and get your phone out. Everybody get your phone out. 
Everyone get your phone. If you brought it with you, great. If you're already on it, you're going to look really spiritual right now. Okay, great. So get your phone out. And here's what I want you to do. Who, next week, at one of our Christmas service, we have Saturday and Sunday. They're going to have every excuse. Oh, we've already got plans on Sunday. It's okay. We got two on Saturday, right? I mean, boom, you got them. Who right now, right now, do you need to invite to make sure they're at one of our Christmas services? We have eight of them between two campuses, two in, in this region. Who right now, you said, you know what? I, here's what I want you, I want you to text them right now. Say, dude, I'm sitting in church right now. My pastor asked me who I want to bring, and you are my heart and my mind. I want you to come with me. If you don't have anyone, two things. One, text yourself to remind you to think about it, or two, shop on Amazon to make you look really spiritual right now, like going and get a gift to the person sitting beside you, right? Like right now, pull out your phone and say, you know what, Sarah, you're on my heart this morning. I'm sitting in church right now, literally sitting in church, and I want you please to come and be my guest next week. Will you come with me to the Christmas service? Mom, dad, grandma, coach, boyfriend, girlfriend, classmate, teammate, fraternity brother, sorority sister, you are on my heart right now, and I just want you to come with me next week. Here's four times. Pick whichever one you could come, and I will come with you. Even have to change my family schedule to be with you. Who, that's how important this is, to get them to a place where they can hear the life-changing message of the gospel. Text them. And if no one comes to your mind, then send a reminder right now that sometime today you will, you will text someone, you will reach out to them, and you will go and get them. And go after them. Folks, do you know, even on the last Sunday of the year, on December 29th, we've caught off our services at both of our campuses. We've got a special online service, a worship experience just for you. Let me tell you something about that moment. That moment is going to be straight up gospel and how to end the year with Jesus and trusting him as we go into the new year. And here's what's going to happen. Some of you are going to be traveling. You're going to be with your family. You're going to be with friends. You're going to be places. And this is the greatest time too. For you to grab your laptop, get on the TV, on Apple TV, pull up your iPad and say, hey, you know what? Thank you, family, for coming and visit. We're not going to church anymore. Actually, we got a special online service that we're going to have for us. Get around the table and get your friends who and family who would never go to church, who are in town visiting. And guess what? They will sit around and watch this. It's super short. My message is a miracle. It's only 20. It's going to be about 20 minutes. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. It's super, super short. But here's what I'm going to do. Your family and your friends who won't come to church, I'm going to speak the straight gospel into their life. So this is a chance that you could go and be praying, oh my gosh, my uncle's coming in, my brother's coming in, he's so anti-church, but since he's at my house, this is a great time to say, hey, we're not going, but we're going to sit around the TV, and I'm going to figure out, I'm going to get my 12-year-old to somehow get up on the TV for everybody, because they'll figure it out for you. And we're going to watch this together as a family. Folks, you would not believe the impact that could have. Because if they're under your roof and in your house, they will do what you ask them to do. I'm telling you, it's such an opportunity for you to get the people around you. So who do you need to go after? So here's what I'm asking. I'm going to ask you to bow your head. And right now, who has the Lord brought to your mind that needs to be at one of our services next weekend? This is the best time to go after them. We have invite cards out in the lobby here at the Moorhead campus. It's over next to the Christmas tree in the fireplace. Get as many as you want. Grayson, they're in the lobby. Get as many as you want. They're beautiful invites. So you go and share and invite people to come. 
who really need Christmas cheer. And we know where that comes from, Jesus. Some of you, listen. The person that comes to your mind right now that needs Jesus, that needs this, would you just pray for them? Like right now, as you said, would you just pray for them? God, I'm going to pray for Johnny that God, that you would give him the courage to come. God, I'm going to pray for, for Sarah right now, Lord, that as you move in her heart, God, I'm going to pray for my son who's going to be visiting next week. God, would you break his heart? Would you open his mind? God, my grandkids come here. I have my grandkids next weekend, and I'm going to bring them to God, would you, right now, see, that's what I'm saying. You could go and begin to pray for them right now. And maybe for you, some of you, you need to pray for yourself because you don't know Jesus. And maybe you realize the Christmas story is bigger than what you thought. Because Jesus came for you and he died for you and he gave his life for you. And I want to encourage you, don't wait till next weekend. Give your life to Jesus now. Like right now. Like right where you sit, you could cry out to him. And you could say, Jesus, I believe. I believe you came for me. I just read about it. I believe you died for me. That's why we celebrate Easter. And now I see that you are the Savior, the Christ, the one to come. And I turn from my sin because now I see where sin entered into the world it affected me and I ask you to forgive me of all my sin and he will and he will you just have to believe that this baby in the manger became your savior on the cross and overcome and struck just like in Genesis 3 verse 15 said the death blow to the enemy you now can have life eternal life a better life than you ever dreamed of. Would you right now continue to pray for people who need that? If that's you at both of our locations, we want to know. We really listen. Go to our Next Step area. We got some Bible and resources. We want to celebrate with you. Last week, we had tons of people already give their life to Jesus. We've not even got into the Christmas services yet. This is the time that we need to begin to pray. God, open, open my family member's heart. God, open my husband's eyes when he comes with me next week. You know, I'm talking to you, lady. You know who I'm talking to. Beg God to do a work in his heart. Start praying now. Spread this Christmas cheer by going and get them, going and telling your story. Come and see what God has done and what he's doing in our life. Father, thank you so much that you are moving and you have put people in our heart and our mind that we're going to be praying for and that we want to see come and experience eternal life better life than they can ever dream of I pray right now that Lord that you would continue to put more people in our minds that right now every single body that we've prayed for and that we've texted that for something God you would do what only you could do and open the eyes of the heart break the hardness of the heart that Lord when they come and hear the story the Christmas story that Lord that you would save them and that you would change them Jesus we ask this in your name and everyone says Amen so what can I do three next steps go get them go tell them and then today for some of you and if you're visiting with us just want to let you know we, we do this every year at the end of the year 
This is a way that we, we give and bless them as we invest into the kingdom. Today we take up our year in offerings. It's a special offering that we've set aside that we're going to do a few things. Number one, we're going to really enhance our online campus and take it to the next level and continue to reach because we're reaching so many thousands, listen, people every single week online. We're going to be launching and starting Better Life Youth Group in our Grayson campus. We're in the infancy stage right now, but man, tell you what, God's got some big things in store for that entire region. The entire region this past week, I'm sitting in Boyd County over in Ashland. My son had a basketball game and I saw these people and I was sitting in the gymnasium full of everyone from Boyd County and, and Ashland and there's a group coming in from Huntington playing and I sat there and I looked at my wife and I said, guess what? She said, what? I said, can you believe we're going to reach these people? She said, what do you mean? I said, this, we're in Ashland, man. Like, we're just a few minutes down from the Grayson campus and maybe as God continues to give us favor, we'll launch a campus right here in this city and we'll reach people in Ashland. And, and Portsmouth and Huntington and I'm sitting there getting jacked up I don't care if we're winning or losing the game I'm just sitting there thinking God these are the people you've called us to reach I'm looking at this gym that's full of people I'm like God give us these people because it's bigger than us that's what you're giving a part of to and then we're going to kick this year off about really seeking God in 2020 and I'm going to be very honest with you a portion of this, this offering we're giving is going to be sitting aside and here's what we're going to say God we are ready when you say go we go God, when you reveal your will, we say yes to it. We are in position. We are in position to move as you call us to move. Whatever you want, the answer is yes, Jesus. And I'm going to lead us, and I'm going to lead ourselves, I'm going to lead us as a church into how do we seek God's will for us corporately, but also personally. So if you're here going, I don't even know what God wants me to do, you're in great company. We don't either. But that's what we're going to seek him and we're going to find out what he wants and I'm going to help us. And God's going to lead us and design us and create us in that way. God, help us see. So here's what we're going to do. Some of you right now, um, you might not know that we did this. You forgot, hey, you know what? This is the year in offering. Of course, everything comes a day. This is what we're going to do with it. Um, but you could do this if you still have your phone out because some of you are still shopping around, which is fine. You look spiritual when you do it on your phone. Is if you, if you didn't come prepare or like my wife and I, we give online. It's the easiest, quickest, very secure. You can text. Uh, this number right here just text and we'll send you a link and sometime today if you want or right now you can go ahead and just text that number we'll send you back so okay here's a link you could go it's very safe and secure easy way to do it uh, it's up to you uh, we just ask you to listen to Jesus do whatever he tells you to do it's between you and him it's between you and the Lord so here's what I'm asking you to do I'm asking you to stand on your feet I'm gonna pray and as our as your teams come let's just do whatever the Lord tells us to do father thank you so much for your love and your grace and your goodness and your mercy and your joy that you've bestowed upon us God, I'm super excited about today. One, as we go and tell our story, as people come and see what you're doing, God, we get to invest in the kingdom and we get to reach more people, our family members, our friends, the next generation as we launch a youth group, our youth ministry right there in Carter County that's gonna reach the region. God, I can't wait to see what you're gonna do. We love you, Jesus. In your name we ask and pray. And everybody said, amen. Thanks for joining us online today. If while watching this message, you were led to take a next step or made the decision to start following Jesus, we would love to celebrate with you. Let us know on our website at betterlife.church slash next steps. To stay connected throughout the week, download the Better Life app and consider subscribing to our YouTube channel or podcast. Lastly, if you'd like to support what God is doing through this ministry, you can give online at betterlife.church slash give now. We're praying you have a great week and hope to see you again soon. 